Hello and welcome to the Missing Peas podcast. This is a place where we discuss making peace with our mind, body and soul, usually over a cup of tea. So I encourage you to pop your kettle on and join me with a brew. Thank you for listening. Hello everybody, welcome to the Missing Peace podcast. My name is Becca, thank you for listening. Today I'm aiming to be kind of clear and concise because I want to talk about burnout and how I've been experiencing that recently and how I'm working on it and perhaps that will be supportive for you. But realizing that maybe I should be just a little bit more, you know, I guess, condense what I'm saying just because if we are kind of feeling burnt out we don't always want to be listening to a really long podcast on it so so yeah um here we go I guess but yeah burnout has anyone else felt this recently just like frazzled I feel frazzled um so I hope you can hear background noise my dog is on the bed there's a big sigh if you heard that (laughs) and um my necklace keeps like kind of chinking is that (laughs) the right word chinking against my um the tea that's in my hand so so yeah this is this is a live situation but um yeah I felt frazzled and essentially frazzled burnt out it's all stress really isn't it and I've spoken to a few people recently who have felt the same and so I was going to talk about this in a podcast anyways but I thought oh maybe it's quite present because other people are feeling this way which you know, obviously people are going through lots of different things in their lives, which could contribute to that feeling. But I do wonder, and mm, I would say I believe actually, that there's other things at play that are causing that at the moment or exacerbating how we're feeling. You know, when people say about the change in the weather, which I used to think was just a really weird phrase. I'm like, what do you even mean? What would that do anything? But, you know, we've gone from summer into autumn and we're heading towards winter and you know winter autumn's winding us down and letting go of things and and then winter is preparing us for for stillness for the for the dark really for the shadow and this is all heightened or i guess related to the season that we're in right now if you're listening to this it's a scorpio season um and the new moon in scorpio is coming uh, maybe on the day that you listen to this (laughs) at some point kind of like mid november time and there has been a lot of eclipses and these and Scorpio are known for um, their transformational energy, endings and beginnings, change, um, things surfacing that are quite challenging and difficult, um, but essentially not to just be annoying, but to help us heal, to show us perhaps what needs to go. You know, it's like the autumn, the letting go all works together these cycles don't they you know you can see how astrology and and nature are uh, entwined together and yeah I wonder if that is what's really exacerbating how we're feeling at the moment so to just you know maybe think about that if you are in this place as well and how that might be contributing and um, I want to share in this episode uh, a few ways in which you can perhaps work with the elements in order to help heal this feeling of burnout. I've been doing a few of those and um, yeah, they felt really soothing because at the end of the day, you know, we're a cyclical being and I believe that we are really quite connected to the seasons. So 
in terms of being able to live a seasonal cyclical cyclical life, then we have to be present and aware of what's going on in nature and within ourselves. And so I know that I have not been doing that. Bear with, big sip time. Yeah, Oof, good one. Yeah, I, I have not been doing that. I feel that my burnout has come from on the back of the meditation course that I did about a month ago now. Uh, that is, that's a very transformational time. It's a very energetically draining period as well because you're going through so much change. I think it's, um, it's very deep spiritually and mentally and physically. And so I came back off that. So you're silent meditation retreat for sort of 10 days. The last day you get to speak to everybody. So all of a sudden you've had all this inward energy and it's going then externally outward. Um, a lot of, a lot of contact with people. And then I traveled back and I gave a lift to two people on the way back, which was lovely. And it was a beautiful experience. Uh, but that kind of alongside the stops made it about a six hour journey got back home about four o'clock on Sunday. Um, I got my dog back and was going back into work the next day. That was a shock to the system. I don't know if anyone else does this, but you know, you book your time off and you kind of like stretch it as much as possible. And you're like, I'll have my holiday or my, the thing that I'm doing that time off until the last day. And every time like you think, why didn't I give myself a few days to adjust and settle back in? Because it just feels, it's too jarring it's too sudden so I did that and um still adjusting to kind of being full-time longer commute having my dog to myself managing everything being kind of single again really and yeah new job new house all of the things and then every weekend well the, the, the weekends following that which has been at least two maybe three um this might be the third one from it yeah um I have been out on day-long fell walks on one of the days the Saturdays and then on the Sunday kind of squeezed in everything I wanted to squeeze in, which was, you know, the rest that my body was screaming for. Um, but difficult to do when you're trying to fit in, like seeing other friends, family, sorting the house, all of that. And I was just pushing through it. I was pushing through it and my body was saying, we really need to fucking rest. Like, honestly, can we rest? And I'm like, nope. Nope, I want to do this thing. I want to get out on the fells. It's a lovely day. I want to go swimming. I want to see my friends. Um, and yeah, I I was ignoring, well, not ignoring it. I knew it was there. And I was kind of kind to that part and was like, well, just give it two more weeks and we'll get there. But really, I should have thought to adjust things a bit earlier on. But I also kind of struggle with um, kind of uh, changing plans sometimes or letting go of things uh, that I would really like to do, even though my body is telling me not to do them. So, so yeah, this week, so today I'm recording this on Saturday and on Monday I decided after a busy weekend again, that this was it. I am ready to look at healing this burnout. And I want to say, I'm going to take you through the steps that I'm working on, you know, take what feels good, leave the rest and all that jazz. Yeah, so I want to, don't want to say, so six days on, the difference I feel. So I was feeling, I was not sleeping well at all. I was sleeping the worst I've ever slept, you know, sometimes like being awake for a few hours in the night um, and essentially felt this feeling of literally like a frazzled feeling in my body physically, like that sensation, kind of like a mild electric shock all the time. And it was, that was the burnout feeling. I don't 
I, I don't know, I've kind of felt stressed before, but that was sort of different. Um, and I was, you know, trying to do some things to relax and doing long meditations and all of that, but just too much physically, really, and mentally stimulating things. Um, so, so yeah, that's how I felt. And it's been six days on. And I, the main thing, the absolute main thing that's changed is just the relief that has come from releasing the resistance to what my body was screaming for. So my body was screaming for rest, restoration, and I was ignoring it. And eventually when I went, no, that's it. It's time to work on it. it yeah, relief came and that in itself released the resistance and the, that fra- sort of frazzled feeling has, has gone. It's, it's still, my sleep isn't brilliant. It's still not great. Um, but I also think that what has happened is that I've, um, when you begin to listen to your body, it goes, all right. So, you know, now that you're listening, I'm going to tell you how, how tired we're feeling. And I think it's then going through like a more, you know, when you get kind of everything hits at once. So it was like, no, no, we're, we're really tired. We're really tired. And, um, we're still not sleeping great because, uh, now you're listening to me. I'm going to show you how, how, how bad it was. Um, but as well, I felt like a real, with that relief, I've had a real sense of kind of peace and love wash over me. It's like a real kind of kindness. Um, I feel good despite physically feeling, you know, exhausted. I feel good. Whereas that resistance was causing that to, you know, be difficult to connect to. I just felt like I was like, I just can't wait until I can rest and realize that the only thing that's stopping me resting is myself. Yeah, I don't know if anyone else relates to that, but yes, that's uh, it's it's mainly you. It's mainly you. Let's be honest. I know that some life situations can cause it, of course, but even just the resistance to life situations creates much more suffering. So yeah, I have felt much better in that sense. Um, like I said, sleep's better, and I've also felt really hungry. My body has just wanted to rest, and and that's been rest and restore, you know, rest and digest. And, um, I found that a little challenging because I'm not, um, moving as much cause I'm letting my body rest, but, uh, sort of thought, well, do you know what I need to eat? So let's eat. So yeah, I feel better for it, but it's also been a realization that this journey isn't just going to be a week. Like I was hoping, cause then I'm like, I've got two busy weekends coming up. I'm going to have to make adjustments going forward to listen to where I am presently in my body. So yeah. This is a great start to a short episode. (laughs) Let's see what happens. But the first step that I took was to acknowledge where I was at and listen to my body and give it as best as I could what it needed, what it was asking for. Um, And I mean, don't my kind of my thoughts on this are and the thing to be aware of is not to think, okay, I think I know what my body needs and I'll give it that. Or previously I felt this way. It was like this and I'll give it that but listen to exactly where your body is right now, because what it needs right now might be different to what it needed when you've, when you felt this previously. So, so listen to what it is. And, you know, for me and probably for everybody, if you're feeling burnt out, your body's being stuck in this kind of fight or flight response, and it's going to find it really hard to slow down. And we have to sort of remind it and teach it to bring it back to the, to the rest and digest sort of nervous system or aspect of the nervous system so so yeah that's that's a real part important part of the process and by and large I imagine for most people that will be bringing in more rest and relaxation in some way shape or form so listen to what your body's asking for and you know 
ultimately the thing if you're really struggling to kind of give up certain things you know or give into this feeling or work on it because you're like I can't slow down because I've got people relying on me or I've got my work or I've got this this and that what actually is going to happen play it out what's actually going to happen if you get to full-on burnout and you can't do anything anyways and you feel like shit and you can't do anything for anybody it's going to feel like doubly crap isn't it because you know ultimately you have to face the fact that you need to put yourself first in this moment and that may mean reducing on some some th- some other things that you do responsibilities and priorities as much as you possibly can with kindness very different for everybody but but yeah just bearing in mind that if you don't do it now you're going to burn out anyways you know you're going to feel like crap and you're not going to be able to be there for the people and you're not going to be there in your fullest capacity for work so take care of yourself that's you know yeah part of this tough self-love I call it you know when you just have to tell yourself actually I need to make you know take these actions so the things that I first started on um, and this is kind of the stage two is to create the habits and routines so it's kind of stage one and two blurred together here that I'm explaining but listening to my body it's wanting more rest and I knew that my sleep routine was not as great as it used to be um, and uh, it had been a bit all over the place because meditation, you know, you're waking up at 4am on that meditation course and you get a lot less sleep than what I would normally give myself. And coming out of it, I was trying to fit in the sort of hour of meditation in the morning, in the evening and reducing my sleep. And I think all of that just was, was hard for my body to adjust to. So for me, one of the biggest things I did was create, um, create a, a set, bedtime routine um, and going to bed at a certain time with a certain amount of hours on the clock and so going to bed at the same time and getting up at the same time and I mean on the weekends as well I did the same this morning um huh no I lie I lie I did plan on doing the same this morning but I had a really poor night's sleep and I got up in the middle of the night made myself um a mug of cow and um I uh, yeah, I was up for about an hour kind of journaling and more than that actually overall. But yeah, and so I did put an extra hour on the clock, I'll be honest. But um, but in general, my plan was to get up at 6 a.m. the same on the weekend as I would on my on my days of work because our bodies are, are you know, they function better when we give it a regular pattern and routine for it to follow. And that's just reminded me as well, bearing in mind the circadian rhythm, especially in the UK or anywhere else where um, the clocks have recently changed and, and you know, so so night and dark is the night and, <laughs> gosh, day and night uh, and the light that we experience has shifted. So like for me, I, you know, waking up and walking the dog in the dark anyways, that's not so much change. But in the evening, I'm now walking the dog in the dark. And all of these things have an effect on our on our body, which works at a circadian rhythm with with the sun. And I'm not really sure how much the changing the clocks really helps this. But mm, yeah, I think just the routines that we live in our life just dictate that, that we'll just make it difficult. We can't really live fully um, in touch with them. We can, but you know, that's quite difficult um you know work doesn't adjust we don't work less hours in in winter do we so we have a kind of this this time that we've created this uh yeah this 24 7 um you know seven days a week and 24 hours a day and all of that jazz and we work this many hours in that time and all of that um that doesn't adjust so it's hard to really follow it unless you know you you do have created um maybe a business that flows around it which again you know something i would love to do i'd love to do at some point but you know that's uh, a topic for a different podcast 
so so yeah starting to create habits and routines based on what your body's asking for so for me that was sleep and the bedtime routine has involved a lot less phone time which has been difficult if you listen to my last episode you'll know that I do have that difficult relationship with my phone but do check that out if you struggle as well and just learning to sort of turn off my wi-fi early not not go on anything or kind of compulsively check and respond to stuff that comes through um and having most evenings i've had a mug of cacao because um that really does help me fall asleep much better because i think you it's a it's like a ritual for yourself and my body and it learns oh we have cacao we're getting ready for bed it's time to relax we um mainly just sit or I sometimes journal or read but it's a relaxing period I know that's coming and also cacao has um, a lot of magnesium in it which is really beneficial for sleep and I think there's some other things in it as well excuse me it kind of burped there tried to hold it in might have heard it in my voice but yeah so cacao is a really lovely drink to have in the evening Um, yeah be aware I think with pregnancy you have to be careful with it but anyways do do check it out which you probably would if you're pregnant but yeah it's been really supportive for me that and yeah another big thing like talking about that tough self-love is oh today is a beautiful day here in the Lake District oh my god what a gorgeous morning and having to really really say do you know what I know going out in the fells today will not be good for me I need to rest and I've largely accepted it but there was a little bit little temptation there um so it feels kind of foreign not going out when the fells look so beautiful. I can see them from my window and I can see snow on the tops of some of them. And oof, yeah, beautiful. So I can kind of see like Blencathra, Skiddor, um, Helvellyn, all, all that, that kind of range. And um, there's snow on them three that I've mentioned. And oof, a beautiful day in November. You know, the sunshine is uh, is a very tempting day. But I know that tough self-love. I need to be here and relax and and rest and um, yeah, work on that. So I've also, a thing that's really helped me actually is still continuing movement. So I would definitely say that, you know, movement can be really helpful for us being able to rest and sleep, but I'm just finding more gentle movement, which I do usually anyways in the second half of my sort of menstrual cycle, which is now all of this is related and we're going to this new moon you know all of this is low energy time so it all flows together but yeah gentle movement gentle pilates gentle yoga walking more slowly has all felt really good and sound baths the kind of crystal bowl sound baths if you've never listened to them i find them you know just incredible i have a friend who really can't tolerate them i have people as well who i know that have really found them beneficial so i'm actually booked on to my first in-person one I, I listen to them on an app called the feel better app which is by delicious the ella has a load of amazing plant-based recipes and the kind of yoga and pilates that i'm talking about that i that i do on there too um but i love the the sound healing for sleep on there by holly hustler and so i listen to them and i just feel like it it that somehow connects and relaxes my body and my nervous system so that's been you know really beautiful for me and needed um and keeping up with meditation less than I planned not the two hours a day but you know in all honesty it's probably half an hour in the morning is what it's been all this week and being okay with that um so remembering that kindness which is the part three which is really about qualities to focus on and to um work towards I guess and so I would say that's the kindness, 
because you're going to need kindness in this moment because you're not going to feel great and it might feel very difficult giving up things. So that self-kindness and that compassion, patience, you know, one day off is not going to, is not going to fix this, you know, you need to kind of get this consistent um, as well. So like, how can I be consistent with this healing part? So yeah, patience, consistency and kindness are kind of like all wrapped up in stage three, three things for three. And going forwards and what I'm sort of trying to work out uh, and integrate into my life going forwards is what does, um, what does this kind of look like? How do I reflect and learn off, off what I'm going through? So for example, what has led me to this place? And I know for me, it's just been doing too much and not resting after that sort of med- meditation course. So how can I not fill my weekend so much? And what kind of habits and routines can I bring into my everyday life that are going to support um, that that kind of soothe in, in my nervous system and in my body? And yeah, working on that. And actually perhaps having to look at the bigger picture, are there some things that really are constantly making you feel this way or contributing to it? So that could be work, that could be any relationships with people, what's serving you and what's not serving you. What's perhaps a common theme, especially if you fall back into this again, you know, which again, kindness, these things happen. It's these things don't happen overnight. We don't always change and and learn from every lesson because we can be really um, stuck in the habitual process of it and, and return to it because it's something we know. But yeah, being aware and reflecting and learning from this whole situation of, of burnout um, and how to integrate what's what's good for you going forwards and how can you become more aware of when you're maybe um, slipping back into this as well. Uh, probably just as a reminder as well, remember that again, we're coming, coming, there, 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 coming into winter and we've probably had, you know, we've had the height of spring and summer and maybe we've been continuing to try and do as much as we did then and we just don't have the energy for it. So remembering that going forwards that perhaps Yes, you might work on healing this burnout, but sometimes, and maybe at the moment with winter, we shouldn't really be returning to the height of what we were doing. So yeah, just, I guess, being present with yourself and listening to yourself and allowing yourself to change and flow. And I wanted to share my favorite ways of, and some suggestions, I haven't done all of these, ways in which we can work with the elements, so fire, earth, water and air in order to help healing the burnout. Um, so I will start with, let me just get my um, my handy little book here. So fire. Fire is the first one I'll start with. And I think this can work in a couple of ways, actually. So in terms of using fire and bringing in the support with burnout, <laughs> funnily enough, you're burning out of fire. But, um, but yeah, it could be especially the time of year with the winter kicking in, fire is a really beautiful element to work with in terms of candles. Yeah, it could genuinely be if you can light a fire, that's that's great. Um, and really, maybe even candle meditations or staring at the fire, that type of stuff. Um, getting warm and cosy, you know, it could be the uh, having a hot water bottle, which I know is kind of related to water, but it's the heat, it's the temperature as well, which is which is the fire element. And winter draws us into that, into into being warm. So that could be, um, yeah, having having a hot bath, for example, as well. So again, water and fire working together there. You could also um, 
use fire, which has been really helpful for me in terms of building energy when you've needed it. So when you've felt like, you know, I'm really burnt out, but I need to have some energy to get to work or get through the day or whatever it is, um, thrive, not survive, obviously. But I often then bring in fire yoga. So something that's a little bit, um, I guess, core based, looking at your your chakra uh, there, your solar plexus. And that's where your kind of fire is. And how can we work on, on that? The squeaky car break outside, if you heard that. But yeah, how can we work with that element to build some energy? And it could be, say, for example, doing the breath of fire, which um, is, uh, you know, look that up. Um, and that can be a really powerful um, breathing pattern that can help bring energy into our body. Um, so, yeah, sometimes working with the fire element can really help energize us if we need it. So air, air, beautiful breath work, really, you know, calming breath work, long, deep breaths. Let's send that signal to our nervous system. That's uh, a way we can do it is them long, deep breaths. Um, and, you know, for a couple of minutes, really at their minimum, Ooh, <laughs> everything's kicking off. That's something outside dogs listening. Um, but, but yeah, so really kind of, um, working with our breath to relax our nervous system being outdoors, breathing in the air, another way to energize, really bringing that cold air, especially if you're, you know, it is cold where you are now, bring that deeply into your body or speed it up as well if you want a bit more energy too. So it can be stimulating as well. Now, water, I mentioned kind of like using hot water already with the fire element. So baths, um, showers, hot water bottle and so on. But you might also want to work with cold water, which is what I sometimes do as well, which can again be energizing, but maybe a cold blast in the shower, um, ice in your water, going for a, a wild swim, for example. Um, all of those kind of things can be really helpful. And really in the basics of, um, you know, some nutrition is just keep hydrated, you know, really drink the water. Um, and that can just be really helpful and eat your water as well. So, you know, get lots of kind of fruit and veg in um, and those sort of natural foods which have a lot of water in them. So you're bringing that hydration into your body through the food that you eat. And um, food is definitely one of those things to work on with burnout. It's like how can we bring in more natural foods to ground our body, which leads me smoothly on to earth. <laughs> um, so being aware of what food you're craving and listening really to that because if we're burnt out, if you're anything like me, I'll, I'll end up turning to quicker, more junk food at times because it's easier. But actually, um, what's your body really craving? And, you know, as much as you possibly can, giving your body that food. Um, and food is very grounding, it's, you know, especially if you're using kind of more of the sort of plant-based whole foods. They've come from the earth, so they can be really grounding. Every day I've been barefoot outside of my garden usually morning and evening for every day, I think, which not today yet. Um, but, but yeah, that's felt so another way to energize really beautiful because it's cold, but just standing on my grass in the garden for not even that long. Like, you know, sometimes it's been like a minute, but sometimes it's been sort of 10 seconds and really just feeling that tingling cold sensation of being on the earth and grounding my roots in and the support of the earth coming up. So barefoot outside would be, you know, is a really lovely thing to do tying into the gentle movement just getting outdoors for all of these elements of course get outdoors and um yeah experience nature and if you can um it's a suggestion is is mindful walking so really slowing down your movement 
perhaps sitting or grounding, like lying down on the floor, which is I'm going to go lie down in my garden now as well. Um, and yeah, just I think I might put my waterproofs on so because it's quite wet and damp still. But yeah, um, being slow in nature, which will bring you more to the present and um, to more mindfulness and to be more connected to it really as well. So yeah, oh, I'm being met, you know, I, I listened to a podcast actually. Um, a bit ago it was a Tara Brack one and she was saying she was um, quoting some research that was if you really want to feel gratitude um, the way that that will have an effect on your body is you need to be uh, focusing on something for at least 20 seconds so for example if you're watching a beautiful sunset it can't just be like oh five seconds oh that's lovely move on to the next thing really intentionally focus on it for at least 20 seconds and that's when it begins to build and have an effect in your body so yeah that's something to to bear in mind um and yeah yeah like I said grounding I've said that bit just reading down the list ground ground by even if it's difficult for you to be outside perhaps um some lying down just on your floor lying down on your bed um more ground-based movement so yeah like a floor-based um yoga class and earth yoga class um pilates all that kind of stuff stuff that's going to ground you down so you're close to the ground um and cacao is beautiful for that as well that's earth water fire air everything is needed to make that cacao um and you know ultimately they kind of all work together so so yeah they're my kind of um, suggestions for nature ones and oh my god I'm going to record this under 30 30 minutes I was hoping for 20 I just can't stop talking but um but yeah thank you for listening everybody and um do let me know how you're feeling if you're feeling the same way and if there's anything that's working for you um and if not please do reach out with any questions or anything if you need some support i'm very happy to help and and be there for you as well so yeah and if you've enjoyed listening and think that this episode could be helpful for somebody who's feeling this way please do share it that would be really really helpful rating and reviewing i know i'm about to say that on like a little recorded bit at the end of the podcast that goes anyways but i like to sort of just say it as well presently (laughs) but yeah Until next time, everybody, take care and uh, yeah, let yourself rest. Bye. Just before you go, I wanted to say another big thank you for listening. And if you would be able to support the podcast, I would really ask this favor of being able to share the episode or the podcast or to rate on Spotify or even review on Apple, as these are great ways to get my podcast out there to more people. I'm not on social media anymore sharing my podcast. So your support is really, really vital. Thank you so, so much. And there are other links below if you want to explore my Substack letter or even to buy me a tea. Thank you, everyone. Bye.